It is the 200 level, and before we actually get started with the podcast, which began recording at halftime of the Illinois Northwestern game, I want to let you know that what you're first about to hear is a five-minute opening salvo, the likes of which I have not yet done, at least for Illinois basketball. I know I did it plenty for Lovey. I hope you enjoy it because it is of despair and anger, a deflation, a feeling that this Illinois team, maybe they aren't all that great only for them to score 53 points in the second half and hold Northwestern to two field goals in a half. So I hope you enjoy this opening salvo of frustration, realizing that very quickly after that, me, Trevor, and Isaac are going to enjoy one of the best Illinois basketball halves ever. Let's get going. <laughs> It is the 200 level episode 158 as of yet untitled, but I think you can probably guess how this podcast is going to start for the second half reaction. Currently at halftime, Northwestern leads Illinois 43 to 28. I don't want to overreact. I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment, and I don't want to use hyperbole. But we got a problem here, and it goes beyond this game. And I think that when you see the heights of what this team can accomplish and the runs that they can go on, it masks a lot of issues. Here are the issues. Inconsistent shooting. Free throw shooting. You can lump that in with it, I guess. And turnovers and overall messy play. They are a streaky team. And that could lead them to a deep tournament run or it could find them losing the first round in a 4-13 or a 5-12 matchup. And this Northwestern team, as... Improved as they are, they just suffered two pretty significant losses on the road against Iowa and Michigan, teams that are competing for a Big Ten title. Now, I knew that they would bounce back in some fashion, but I also figured that Illinois, after a messy performance against Purdue, would have a little bit something more than they do tonight. And instead, we get perhaps the most piss-poor half of basketball that I've seen in years. I do not understand how a team that has not accomplished a thing can come out here and be this lethargic if they even want to pretend to be Big Ten contenders. And I said after the Rutgers game that I'm not going to talk about Big Ten title until after this eight-game stretch. We're in the middle of it right now, and they beat Penn State, and they beat Indiana, and they beat Purdue. And there were good moments in all those games, and there were very inconsistent moments in all those games. But one thing that I didn't necessarily see was a lethargic performance, which you saw in the second half of the first half here against Northwestern, the last 10 minutes. I actually thought the energy was pretty good early. And what you didn't see in any of those games is a full-on meltdown, including Io being taken out. And I'm not a body language expert, but the way that he exited the court and went to the end of the bench, that's not good. Now, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that other Illini greats, like Frank, as an example, didn't have their moments where you got really frustrated with them and thought, come on, you got to be a leader and all that kind of, you know, fanboy stuff that we run into. That was disappointing. And it was one of many disappointments in that half where I don't know what this team is sometimes. And I think by now I'd have a better idea. I think by now we'd all have a better idea. Understanding that they are going to get better because there are some new pieces, there are some young players on this team, and they are still figuring out how to jive as a unit. But this is despicable. 
I know Brad Underwood, he's all pissed off. He's throwing his whiteboard, and understandably so. If I had a remote control to burn, I'd do the same thing. But you know what? I've grown out of that. But what I've not grown out of is getting frustrated with the team that I invest my time and emotion in. And then I see this. I'm wearing this Illini garb, and I feel like it's a scarlet letter right now. I feel dirty wearing this crap. And it's also, to add insult to injury, a quote-unquote rivalry game that yet again Illinois is not showing up for. Now, for me, I hate these Northwestern games because for, North, for Northwestern and Illinois, it is a rivalry, I guess, in the technical sense, but it's not one that I get as excited for as Missouri because losing to Northwestern, that is an awful feeling, and beating them is merely a sigh of relief. Now, I don't think this Illinois team is going to beat Northwestern tonight. If they do, guess what? This opening salvo may be null and void. But part of it will remain true, I think. This team, for whatever reason, thinks that it can waltz into any game and win it just like that. And as I said at the very beginning of this podcast, they haven't accomplished a damn thing in order to have that attitude. And that will cost them any chance of the Big Ten title. See, I said it again. <laughs> I know I shouldn't because I said eight-game stretch, show me what you got, and we're in the middle of it, and they're losing on the road by 15 to freaking Northwestern. Ranked or not, they were ranked last week, I know. They are not ranked now. Improved or not, you do not do that. This is John Gross crap. I thought we had moved on from it. I was trying to think about a previous Alana game, of a really good team, let's say, that you know lost on the road by a bunch and then went on to have a good season. I can recall one. Illinois at Wisconsin in Bruce Weber's first year, I think lost by 18, 20 points. Ugly game, and at that point, it's, well, clearly this team has issues. That was in January. That was in maybe the second week of January. That team went on to have a really successful run in the Big Ten, and that game was a wake-up call of sorts. But I caution myself on that because... That team went on to go to the Sweet 16, go to the Final Four the following year, and, you know, hindsight being 2020, Darren Williams, D. Brown, Luther Head, that's a pretty good roster. A little bit better than this one, right? So I don't think that this team is good enough to just flip on that switch and go from losing by 15 and a half to Northwestern to being a Big Ten title contender for, uh, you know, surefire second weekend of the tournament kind of thing. I, I don't think they're that good. But what's so frustrating is, I also think that in this Big Ten and in this college basketball landscape, if they somehow gel and become a cohesive team, they can be dangerous. And I don't want to get to the end of this season. I don't want to find ourselves in the middle of February, for example, and continue to have these prolonged stretches of bad basketball from a team that has no business being bad. That was garbage. So as we start this second half with Isaac and Trevor, and we'll get their thoughts here in a second. I just needed to get that out there. I told myself I would not get frustrated watching this game because, hey, guess what? If they lose, you know what that means? I'm going to entirely recalibrate my expectations to the point where all they can do is pleasantly surprise me. Yes, I would totally overreact in reverse. I would say, you know what? They're merely good, and I'm not going to invest my energy like I have been. Fool me once, I know, right? Of course I will. But... <laughs> I would recalibrate. I already have after one half. This may be very funny if you listen to this and Illinois comes back and wins. But again, the point remains, you cannot afford this. This is the easy part of the schedule. And somehow they are laboring through it. And that does not bode well 
for any talk of a Big Ten title and, by extension, any sort of deep tournament run. Before we bring on the guys, just a reminder, the 200 level is brought to you by DPDO, online at dpdo.com. You may need a calzone to chill out later, but here's the thing. They will deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana, so you can first drink your sorrows away, sit at home, don't go anywhere, and enjoy, in about 30 minutes or so, a delicious calzone for only $5. Use coupon code MIKE at dpdo.com for $5 calzone, $6 premium and construction zones. Again, that's at dpdo.com. Fourth and Kirby online at fourthandkirby.com. Listen, as pissed off as we all are right now, you still need some good Illini swag. And as a Nike guy, I'm very disappointed with the lack of good Nike stuff. And it was awesome to find a couple years ago, Fourth and Kirby, vintage-inspired Illini apparel. And you can save 10% off your order by using coupon code 200LEVEL at fourthandkirby.com. Finally, State Farm agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com. Life, auto, home, renters, business, you name it. We have our homeowners and auto bundle from State Farm. So that means great prices, but also personalized service from Brian and his staff. It was an amazing process. Great personalized service. So go online to brianismyguy.com. Got to thank Alana Inquirer and the Champagne Showers Podcast Network for their partnership with the 200 level. Episode 157, we're cruising along here. And hey, do us a solid. Go on to whatever podcast service that you listen to us rate and review us. That really helps us move up the search engine whenever someone types in Illini. Okay, let's see if the guys are here on the Zoom room and bring them on if they are. Isaac Ambrose, Trevor Valise, we're getting underway in the second half. Trevor, I think you're maybe just about five seconds ahead of us on the feed, so nothing too crazy. And I want to start by first asking, in one word, in one word, Trevor, beginning with you, describe that half of Illini basketball. Well, my... uh my more entertaining side would say hilarious, but it's not hilarious. But I, it, at a certain point to protect myself, I was finding it hilarious. Um, but my actual word would be, uh, I don't know, shocking feels strong. Mm-hmm, but that's yeah. pretty shocking when you when the line goes from Illinois minus six to Illinois minus nine pregame against a team that's coming off a week where they lost by 20 to Iowa and 21 to Michigan it does feel like a bit of a shock to find yourselves down 15 at halftime. I think shocking's fine. Isaac, how about you? I was going to say deflating just because even in the Purdue game, when you went down, I still felt like you were definitely the better team. And I'm not saying talent-wise Northwestern is better than you, but tonight, no doubt the first half, they were the better team. And I knew we were inconsistent. I knew we were going to turn the ball over. But I just didn't think we were capable of playing a half that horribly. Um, that was probably the 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 first ten minutes weren't horrible, but the second ten minutes of that first half were probably as painful as the bragging rights game last year, where I think you only put up yeah like twenty four or twenty five points and you just couldn't do anything. The turnovers are really frustrating, but I would just say deflating because. I felt good coming into this game, having all that time off, and you've played well against Northwestern in recent history. So thought maybe this would be a confidence game, and it hasn't been so far. Yeah, I think deflating is a good word. I think shocking is a good word. We got a three attempt from DeMonte. It is up. It is no good. But Kofi gets the rebound. It is up. It is good. So we got an and-one opportunity in a 10-point game. So I'm going to let you guys know real quick. I did an opening salvo for about five minutes to just kind of get – stuff off of my chest and I I think shocking and deflating are both app choices for how that first half went and listen you know being a sports fan we're all prone to overreactions I'm probably more so prone than definitely Trevor and Isaac I think you might even be more even keeled than I am but 
I think that what that first half told me is that this is kind of a, it's a troubling trend for this team. And that was the most extreme example of it, where for whatever reason, depending on the game and depending on the four minute stretch or the entire half, you don't know what you're going to get. And I know in basketball, it can be a very up and down game, but this team in particular has this weird ability to ride the roller coaster. And I say that as it's a nine point game and they have an opportunity in the first minute and a half to bring it even closer. IO scores. It's a seven point game and the bench is going nuts. Timeout. Northwestern. Okay, so Trevor. We'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Trevor, so how much are you going to enjoy listening to my opening pissed off salvo as <laughs> Illinois goes on to win this game? See, I had a plan. I had a plan if you guys were going to come out absolute guns blazing, which is mm-hmm. totally fair to do. My plan was to just talk about the Francisco Lindor trade anytime you ask me a question. <laughs> you know, we should actually call Harry Black and see if he has any MLB trade proposals to really beef up our baseball talk. Okay, so we, <laughs> go ahead, Trevor. We didn't follow that up, right? We followed it up with the fact that one of his turned out to be completely accurate. That's right. Yeah, I forget which one, though, but I remember being struck by it when it he happened. Said, uh, he said Whit Merrifield, who's a second baseman. I don't know why I remember this. It was just funny. He's just spewing nonsense, and he goes, Whit Merrifield, he's going to move from second base to left field. And you and I are like dying laughing. And then the next season, he moves from second base to left field. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, oh, real quick, I was thinking about this. Because you guys know my crusade was Stark Curbelo, right? And, and the Purdue game exacerbated that. But that run that Illinois just had to turn this into a seven-point game, so that was an 8 nothing run in less than two minutes. This is the starting lineup again. And actually, Illinois started this game up 12-6, with the help of a good start from the starting lineup. So, you know, listen, I would be happy to eat crow. I'd be happy to eat crow the rest of the year because I think as we saw Isaac with Corbello this this first half, he is an energy guy, and he's certainly a fantastic passer, a terrible long-distance shooter. My God, he needs to stop the threes. But I think, uh, yes, ideally, if the starting five can figure it out, I'm fine with Corbello being that energy guy off the bench because it does kind of make sense. I think for me, Isaac, the question is, can Trent and Adam Miller become consistent enough shooting the ball? And we've seen these weird flashes, but still, to this point in the game, nothing consistent. Yeah, you've been able to tell that, especially more recently, the past month, the game plan right off the bat seems to be feed it down low to Kofi, let him bang around and get the other big into foul trouble. So if you have a guy like Adam or Trent making threes consistently, which they haven't been, you're so much more of a threat because they have to get out and guard, but also stay down low to guard Kofi. Um, It puts a lot less pressure, I'm sure, on Underwood to bring in a guy like Curbelo. And I know we were talking about the text thread. I was kind of saying, like, what are all these lineups? And Trevor had a good point. You know, it's or Underwood's got to try whatever he can when nothing's working. And it's good to have a consistent starting five and know that, your backups can bring a spark, but you're not relying on them to come in and just provide yeah. points off the bench. And the thing with Curbelo is it, it, it's going to be hard for him to keep up that stretch he's had the past month if he does awesome. But there's going to be games, I feel like, where tonight he does a little bit more frustrating things. And that's when you got to have your consistent guys um, just making plays, not relying on a on an energy guy to come off the bench, but just go in there, do your job, start the game off right. Yeah, and to the, be fair, Carp, yeah, your go argument ahead. is still like if you if we were scoring a point for sure. every game of whether or not the starter sit Curbelo, you'd be up like seven to one right now in points. So I mean, 
You don't need to stop your crusade entirely <laughs> after tonight. Well, listen, I, I would say that as long as the starting lineup is not a total failure, then if he's getting his 30 minutes, I, then I'm okay to subscribe to the whole, it's not how who starts, it's who finishes. I'm okay to do that as long as the starting lineup does their job. Okay, so we got a foul here. This Nance kid, he's he's tough. He's going to go to the line, and it looks like it might be a shooting foul on Kofi. So that will be two free throws for Northwestern, trailing by, or up by seven, excuse me, with 18.08 to go. The first one is up. It is good, of course. Why wouldn't you it be? Guys, you guys think Northwestern's game plan was to get Kofi um, on the perimeter? P- potentially. I don't know if it was necessarily struggle. their specific game plan for tonight, but one thing that they do very well all year is that essentially all five positions are more or less interchangeable for Northwestern, and you certainly can't say the same defensively for Illinois. So, Nine-point Northwestern lead. There. He is struggling, and I think you're right, Isaac. It, it, it takes him out of rhythm. It's not his game, and that's what scares me a little bit about Luka when Illinois and Iowa play. But then again, Kofi actually did a really good job last year against Luka in that last game. Actually, both games he did okay, if I recall. Uh, Adam Miller in the corner over to Trent. Feeding DeMonte at the free throw line, feeding Adam Miller. The layup is good. Nice finish by Adam Miller in traffic. You Seven point lead. It. You got to feed it into that post for that. And when you're playing that 2 3 zone, the pass to DeMonte is what makes that play because if you can't penetrate, now it's a 3 2 zone, it looks like. If you can't penetrate the outside of that zone, you've got no chance at any type of inside presence. Couple of things here. DeMonte looks to be okay after he was hobbling a bit at the end of the first half. And the second thing that's totally annoying is that Northwestern Miller cop, of course, stepped out of bounds in what would have been an easy layup for Trent Frazier on the other end. But hey, Illinois ball trailing by seven, 1720 to go 45, 38 Northwestern. And I hope that my opening salvo is just comical at this point. Here's DeMonte jump fake takes it to the rim. No foul, a lot of contact. I thought, but Northwestern gets the rebound 17 minutes to go. Here's the take to the rim. Good help defense, and we got a travel. Trent's doing a great job defensively. I'll give him that. I mean, I, I'm frustrated with the turnovers and the inconsistent shooting, but defensively, he's doing his job. You can't, you can definitely not say that Trent or Adam has lost their confidence because even though they've both been cold, they are down to shoot. And I, I'd rather have that over somebody that gets in their head and just gets scared to pull the trigger. Yeah, and you know what? You got no choice because this team doesn't have a whole lot of options. If anything, they're a seven-man rotation, and those guys got to shoot. They're the shooters, so they're either going to fall or they aren't. Iowa up top to hey, Trent. the guy who stands and talks is in the game now, Jacob Grandison. All right. <laughs> Adam Miller misses a three. Ugh. Here's Northwestern on the take. Nice defense by Adam Miller. Doesn't quite get the steal. Good help defense. Grandison with the steal. Looking alive out there. He was standing, by the way, when he got that steal. Okay, here is Io with a three. It is up. It is no good. Illinois just cannot buy a bucket. And and here's the thing. Regardless of what happens in this game, Trevor, you know, I, I would love to go back and see how the shooting statistics are inflated in games where Illinois won comfortably and how if they aren't winning by 15, 20 points like Minnesota, for example, it's just a struggle. Yeah, when we were talking about previewing the game today on the show, uh, Derek mentioned he said Illinois is sixth in the country in three-point shooting percentage. And I thought, what? I know. It certainly does not feel like that. And so you do have to wonder, you think about those three early games, right, against lesser competition, it felt like everybody was hitting from beyond the arc there. Um, it does feel like there's going to have to be some regression there because I, 
I do not think that Illinois is anywhere near the sixth best three-point shooting team in the country. There's no way. There's no way. And I think that'll come back down to earth, but I don't want it to come crashing back down to earth. Here's Northwestern with the ball. Iowa missed a floater on the last possession. He's struggling tonight, offensively for sure. And that is a, what we got, a charge? Or they call this a foul on Illinois? I don't really know what Adam's supposed to do right there. I thought Nance extended his elbow there, but... Whatever. Okay, so we got a timeout here. Quick reminder, DP Doe online at dpdoe.com. Use coupon code Mike for $5 calzones at dpdoe.com. They deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana, dpdoe.com. I got a question for you guys. Um, I don't want to do this kind of meatball-y fan thing, but there was something that struck me when they brought Tyler Underwood in, uh, apart from the fact that they brought Tyler Underwood in. Something struck me, too. <laughs> but I think it was the fact that Io. And I'm talking body language here, and I'm, I'm prefacing this comment by recognizing it's probably ridiculous. But Io kind of sulked off the court to the end of the bench. Now, I said in the opening five-minute segment that I remember Frank Williams. He had moments where he would check out occasionally, and it could be very frustrating as a fan. But when it came down to it, you knew that he was going to do what he had to do. But Isaac, I'll start with you. Did, did you notice that for one? Did you pick up on that? I did a little bit. I feel like there was one time, too, you could see when they were zooming in on Underwood going off. You could see Io back there. And that was one thing the first half lacked was a lot of times Io is your, your stopper when the other team is just making everything. And it, it didn't feel like typical Io, like, I'm not going to get in my head. I'm just going to go get mine. The first half was... One of the more uh, non-confident... I don't know how to explain it. Iowa just didn't look like himself. He wasn't impact, impacting the game like he normally does. And I definitely noticed that one time. I mean, if if you're the best player on Illinois and you're about to go get drafted in the NBA and in the first half of the basketball game, you see the coach's son go in, I don't, I don't exactly know how I would handle that either. Understandable. Yeah, I, I, I thought... And Trevor, you could maybe chime in here. By the way, did you guys notice that his jersey is misspelled? That's bad. Yeah, this is from it Drew. Is? Yeah, it's from Drew Pastorek on Twitter. It's making the rounds right now. Yeah, yeah we're just going to ignore that our best player's name is spelled wrong or it is the some new. That's how it's spelled. That's a slightly like significant if, if, mistake. If I was a freshman, I could understand that because it is a uniquely spelled name but the fact that he's your best player and he's been here now this is third year they must have just really been rushing to get those things on there something's ah. weird about the uniform thing this year because you didn't play in the throwbacks until now which seems like an odd choice to me somebody surmised that it had something to do with covid i have no idea how like they didn't have the budget to make the uniforms this year but then obviously they have them now but now one of the names is misspelled so i don't know something Something weird is going on there if someone wants to do some hard-hitting investigative journalism on that one. I have a very, very macro thought. And I was thinking about this in the first half when Northwestern went on their 12 nothing run. How if Illinois recruited the same guys at Northwestern, we would be awful. So why is it that a team like Northwestern can recruit these guys that I don't even know where they come from? I have no idea. And yet, it's kind of Wisconsin light in a way. It is. It is. And I'm just thinking if if we got these guys, we would be livid. Or oh, of course we got a foul here. Or no, no, shot clock violation. Okay, I thought they had called a 
Chinzy foul down there. Ryan Young, by the way, is the most normal-looking dude dude I've ever seen on a basketball court. He just looks like a college guy. I don't mind him so chubs. much. He's got a little chub. He's got a little chub. Well, no, sorry, that sounds bad. He, I don't know if he's got a little chub or not. Okay, 45-38 to 38, Northwestern, leading with 14.50 to go. Curbelo up top here, looking for something. Grandison standing at the free-throw line so well. Curbelo driving it to the left. This is a 16-footer up and no good, but Grandison with the board over to Trent for the three. Wow, Grandison making an impact. Trent with his third three of the night, so maybe we can get him heated up a little bit. Northwestern ball, 14.30 to go. It's a four-point game. Real quick, guys. Yes or no, is Illinois going to win this game? Isaac? Yes. As Northwestern hits a three. Trevor? Yes. Okay. Seven point low. Uh, I, I don't know if that was Ryan Young. That was actually Miller Cop. Here's Trent again, but he gets fouled on the three. He will go to the line to That's shoot three. Boo Booey's fourth foul. Wow. You know, I was. How many points has he scored? Because I think they said in the halftime show Zero. that he was. Yeah, they, they said something during the halftime show that he was having a big impact. And I thought, wait a second. I haven't noticed him at all in this game. All right. So we're I going. Thought, oh, go ahead. I, I thought that, um, and I'm not trying. I'm not trying to storm on your conspiracy theory on sulking Io because he may very well have been. Storm I on thought it. he picked up two fouls, and that's why he sat the last few minutes, and that's why he was so upset when he went to the bench because he got called for a bogus second foul. You know, I'm trying to remember. I, it was after the second foul. You're right. I think the first free throw was shot, and then they made the substitution after the first free throw. I think by that point, because I had heard Brian Butch. Talking about, hey, man, this is what coaches do to get him fired up. Tyler Underwood was coming in. I know. he's. Let's get to Brian Butch in a second. But I heard that, and I thought that Io was more reacting to less to the second foul and more to the, oh, my God, as Isaac was alluding to, Tyler Underwood just replaced me in the starting lineup, which (laughs) that would be uh, a slice of humble pie for anybody. (laughs) When you're down 15 in Northwestern, you got to start coming up with conspiracies to entertain yourself. 48-44, Northwestern ball. It was a 15-point lead in six minutes. Illinois has cut it by 11. Here's a 14-footer. Great defense by Illinois. Crabello on the break here. Five on four, if that's such a thing. And Georgie was not where he wanted him to be, so that's another turnover for Illinois. I think they're first oh. of the half. I think they're first of the half. Uh, 13.40 Ooh. to go. Oh, maybe something good happens here. I hope. The man stood. All right. Hey, he did. Grandison with another. Uh, not, not his steal, but he disrupted that. Grandison for the three. Unbelievable. 48-47. 13-25 to go. And man, guys, my opening. The standing man. Here's the question. You guys didn't hear it, but are you any more interested in hearing it if Illinois goes on to win this game by 12? Me completely go off on whatever well, the hell this is. better. Yeah. Yes. I hope it's... <laughs> I can't even think what a comparison would be. Someone pre-complaining before even knowing what the result of the game is. But that was an awful half. This has not been so far. Shot clock winding down. We got a foul on the floor. So not a huge deal. That's the third foul on Illinois for the half. There's three fouls on Northwestern. So right now, that's not a huge issue for either team. But Grandison, you know, here's the thing, uh, Isaac, is when we look for that eighth guy, Coleman Hawkins got the minutes in the first half. Not much of a factor, even though he did make two free throws. Grandison getting those minutes in the second half. I would have said last game that I'll take Coleman Hawkins because he's the freshman. Why not ride with him? But if Grandison can just give you a consistent, I don't know, four or five points, a couple buckets a game, 
a few rebounds, and solid D. I think you go with that. But I'm, I, that's subject oh, to change. I, I, I completely agree. And Grandison is also the veteran compared to Coleman Hawkins. So he's got more of the college basketball experience. And I think for this season, he should have more of an impact. We all expect him to have a lot more of an impact coming in. But yeah, if you can get five points and some random um, rebounds or stats like that from your eighth guy, you're feeling pretty good. All right, here's the Illinois possession. Down one, Iowa up top, finding Kofi. Kofi with a nice snag. It is an Illinois lead, 49 to 48, with 12.25 to go. Wow. They wow. turned that around in an impressively quick order. That yeah, was, guys, 12 minutes. That was a seven and a half minute stretch where they outscored Northwestern by a lot. A great stop by Kofi here defensively. Ron Young misses badly. Illinois with the ball. If you're Northwestern, you're reeling. A three opportunity for Adam Miller. No good. One of that, but Kofi gets the board. Up. It is good. Illinois with a three-point lead. Their bench is going nuts. Oh, my. Oh. I'm I'm a little shell-shocked right now, Trevor. I, what is going on? <laughs> I'm, I'm telling fun. you, you just got to let it play out sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so bad. Here's Northwestern. No, I mean, it, it, no you're right. You're right, though. All right, here's the 18-footer. No good. Illinois with a chance to extend the lead. There's still 11 and a half minutes in this game. Trent, a little pump fake there. Io finds Grandison. Pump fake. He's trying to take it to the rim. Oh, man, he finds Trent. Ugh, just a little bit off balance, so he does not take the three in the corner. Now he's going to take a long two. It is up. It is no good, but we get a rebound by Kofi. He's going to take it himself up and good. And the foul. This is crazy. This is what insane. Five-point Illinois lead. We're going to go to a timeout. Kofi will come back for an and one. The Illinois bench is going insane right now, as they should. What was the halftime score? Halftime score was 43-28. to Yep. So this is a, what is that, a 23-5 to run? Yeah. Yeah, 23-5 to run. And and quickly. (laughs) This is why you see this. So if I can, I'm not going to renege on what I said in the opening. I'm going to leave it there, and I'm going to look ridiculous, I hope. But I will say that when we see this run, it makes the first half, in a weird way, in a weird way, it makes the first half all the more head-scratching. Why? Why do we need to do that? Like, why? not saying that every game you need to come out and just win easily or just control for 40 minutes. That's unrealistic. But... Why did we need that? Why did we need 19-4 at Penn State? Why did we need 19-0 Purdue run? That's a weird trend for a team that can go on a 23-5 run at the drop of a hat. It just seems weird to me. It's definitely weird. Like I, 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 I'm trying to balance um, making it seem like whatever criticism you had in the first half was now completely invalidated versus the excitement of now coming back in the second half because it is fair. Like, I don't want anybody out there to think that I'm like this total like Buddhist monk about this while you two guys complain because that was super frustrating. Um, It's just you got to – what am I trying to say? Walk away from this game if Illinois ends up winning somewhere between five to eight points or whatever. Walk away from this game thinking, okay, they did it again. But again, that type of performance over 40 minutes is not going to cut it against the top tier of the Big Ten. Yeah, and I I view it this way, and I said this in the opening segment, too, that this is the easy stretch, right? So you have Maryland at home on Sunday. They stink. 
By the way, how bad of a loss is that for Wisconsin to have lost at home to that Maryland team? That stinks. And then Nebraska on the road, and then a a real test next Saturday against Ohio State, but you get them at home. So this is the winnable stretch, and you have time to turn into a cohesive unit that by the time you get to late January and you go to Michigan State, and then you that's on the 23rd, Saturday the 23rd, then you get six days off before Iowa comes here on the 29th. This is the time to figure things out, not when you go to Breslin Center, not when Iowa comes to town. And I, I don't know, like Isaac, I remember the Penn State game thinking, all right, you overcame a 19-4 to run, but that was in the first four minutes of the game, and then the other 36, you dominated. I thought that maybe a switch had flipped. Maybe this team, Isaac, is just going to be this. In other words, the ceiling is ridiculously high, and then when they're just not there, it is aggravating as hell. Yeah, I don't know exactly how to feel about... I, I just don't know how I can handle the roller coasters every game, but granted, it's a lot better feeling knowing that you have the potential to do something like that night in and night out. It's almost like throughout this season, we are, we're testing our limits. You know how when a kid is being bad and they slowly test the parent to see what they can get away with and then they get away with more. more Oh, do I ever? I'm a sixth grade teacher. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, (laughs) you know, we got away with it against Ohio. Okay. Then we've gotten away with it a couple more times. We got away with it against Purdue last weekend. Northwestern's probably a step up from Purdue. Now we might get away with it again. So I, I, I don't know. It's, it's crazy that we could flip such a switch it's satisfying um, to know that you have that potential, but also it makes you almost more frustrated that you could be such a different team 15 minutes later. 25-5 to five run, by the way, guys. And Illinois with the ball again after another good defensive set where Northwestern is all out of sorts on offense, and they are a little bit jittery right now, and it's, it's time to go for the kill with 11 minutes. Kofi can't wrangle it in. It would have been a dunk if he did. Five-point Illinois lead with 10.30 to go. Northwestern. Kofi almost has a double-double in nine minutes in the second half. He has nine points and eight rebounds. Here's Northwestern up on the perimeter, taking it to the free-throw line. It is up. It is no good. Let's just run it. Let's just, let's, let's just take this game. Let's get out of hand here. Illinois with the ball. Adam Miller up top. And here's your lineup. Adam Miller. There's uh, 10.14 to go. Adam Miller, Io, Kofi. DeMonte and Curbelo. Io looking for somebody. Terrible pass and a turnover. Io has been bad tonight. Here is a break opportunity for Northwestern. Illinois gets back pretty well on transition defense. Nance with the ball up top. Kofi on him. Northwestern still on the perimeter. Looking for something here. They take it to the rim. Over the corner. The three is up. It is no good. In and out for Northwestern. Okay, so the only bad news I can think of this second half, I mean, if I can say that when you go on a 27 to, or 25-5 run, is that Io... I'm not allowing you to. Yeah, no, that's fair. But Io has just <laughs> not, not done a whole heck of a lot yet. Okay, so DeMonte with the ball. There's 10 on the shot clock. 9.25 to go in the game. Adam Miller finds Andre Curbelo up top. Five seconds in the shot clock. He's getting a pick up top from Kofi. He doesn't take it. He's trying to make something happen. He's going to have to just float it up himself. It is no good. Kofi can't wrangle the rebound. It is 9-10 left in the game. Woo! Cold streak here for Illinois. Kofi with one hell of a block. And they're not going to call the goaltend on that. 
it was close. I mean, that was right at the top of that, that arc there. Okay, so, wow. After all that flurry in the first eight minutes of the second half, Illinois hasn't scored, I don't think, in about two and a half minutes. Which, Neither is Northwestern. And that's right. There you go. The defense has been great for Illinois. Five points for Northwestern in 11 minutes of game time. Here they are <laughs> up in the perimeter, and we have Lance. Well, I said Lance. Nance. Taking the ball to the rim. He falls over, and of course, oh no, I thought they were going to call Kofi on the foul. They called travel. How about that? All right, so... The Northwestern yeah, struggles you're right. continue. That was a travel, not a charge. My bad. No, you're good. You're good, man. This this stretch of game, guys, is going very quickly. I feel like just a minute ago there were 13 minutes left in this game, and here we are with nine. I'm okay with it though, because I I am one of those older people that bemoan the eight o'clock start time, not because of being tired, but okay. but here's here's my deal. I don't know what to do. Like I so much idle time, anyways. What do you do until eight o'clock? So I play the drums a little bit. Play the guitar, killed some time. Watch Wisconsin, watch Indiana choke against Wisconsin. Oh, while we have it, I get home from work at seven, so I don't have the same dilemma you do. One word to describe Brian Butch as a commentator. <laughs> Trevor, we'll start with you. Then Isaac, you go. Um, again, my head, my instinct is useless, much like my instinct was shocking. But I, that's too harsh. Like that's just being too meatbally about it. Demonte three. Useless. 5648. He's not useless. You're right. But I will tell you who he reminds me of. But can you guess which commentator I feel like he's kind of modeling himself after? Oh, he's trying to be John Crispin is who he's trying to be. Oh, you see, I actually thought because he's kind of got the horse horse voice and he's a meat and potatoes kind of guy. And he does all this like, let me tell you what. I think he's kind of doing the cross. There you go. And actually, now that you say Crispin, I think it's a cross between those two things. So that's actually a good it just, it, it, I, My word is manufactured. I feel like if you walked in, up to Brian Butch on the street and talked about Big Ten basketball, that is not the way he would talk about it to you. And then, But during the game, he's, whoa, 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 the energy. And it's like, dude, <laughs> stop talking like that. It, you don't have to be like that. He actually was talking about, man, this is Big Ten basketball. And it was as there was a scrum on the floor because someone couldn't handle a pass. And I thought, that's not good. <laughs> If that's Big Ten basketball, these are guys flailing around like idiots right now. Isaac, do you have any thoughts on? Com- I don't want to. I don't want to diss a commentator. He's doing his job. He's trying his best. Turnover Northwestern back to Illinois. Uh, but Isaac, did you have any frustrations apart from the first half performance with Brian Butch's commentary? Yeah, I was just gonna say goofy, and it's almost to the goofy where it's annoying. And he probably has this personality now that he has to keep up, but. There was a handful of times where, you know, when your team's losing and turning the ball over a hundred times, the only thing that makes it worse is when the announcer just keeps saying how many turnovers you have and how bad the turnovers are. Um, but he he's doing all right. Io just tried to end a man's life right there. He will go to the line for two after his dunk attempt was foul. Was that cop? I can't, I can't read these fonts. These, and I got to give Brightweiser credit because he, <laughs> he looks at these Northwestern uniforms and he tweets out uh, what they were inspired by. And he, he had the Medieval Times logo, which I went to Medieval Times for a sixth grade field trip. I don't know if you guys have been up there or not. Yeah. Yeah, I went there in sixth grade too, actually. <laughs> I, I think it was because in sixth grade you do like ancient civilizations or something. I mean, we did in, in history class. And I think that was the whole like, you know, reason to go up there but really 
It's just so you can eat a turkey, what, a turkey leg, and then they bring things out in a goblet, and then they joust a little bit. And actually, I don't know if you guys have seen the Jim Carrey movie, The Cable Guy, where there's a scene at Medieval Times. But yeah, that used to be the cool no. thing to do back in the day. I think it, they, they tried to say that it's rabbit, but it's actually just chicken. And they're like, oh, we shot this this morning with our uh, whatever rifles, and it's actually just chicken. And even the, yeah, I was, <laughs> go ahead, Carl. Well, I was just going to say, like, I think about being a sixth grader and knowing sixth graders now, three years into it, they know it's all BS. Like, so these actors come up, these, you know, probably minimum wage high school kids just trying to, you know, get, get a, you know, gas money essentially. And they're doing some method acting stuff about, like you said, Isaac, I think they did that shtick where they said, yeah, we shot a wild hare this morning and here it is. And you're like, eh, shut up, dude. You know, you, you, sixth graders, sixth graders aren't into that crap. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, if you say hair instead of rabbit, it all of a sudden becomes medieval. Yes, that's right. It sounds much more medieval. Wild hair instead of just rabbit. What are you going to say, Trevor? I Oh, no, I was I was the kid that was trying to get them to like say something so I could be like, oh, gotcha, <laughs> like well, like wh- wh- whip out my iPod one. What's this then, huh? You ever seen this before? You know, I gotta think they hate their clientele. Uh, how could you not? If you were one of those people that worked there, how can you not grow to hate them? Okay, so we're our, we're back from break real quick uh, as we have this commercial break before we get started in the last eight minutes of the game. Illinois with an eight point lead after a fifteen point deficit at halftime. Reminder, the 200 level is brought to you by 4th and Kirby. Now, I said this in the opening salvo that I know the team sucks right now, but you still need some cool Illini swag. Well, guess what? The team doesn't suck anymore. We're back, baby. We're back in the Big Ten race, and you might as well go to 4th and Kirby.com and get 10% off your order with coupon code 200 level at 4th and Kirby.com. Okay. DeMonte Williams with that three. He is now 19 for 28 with a 67% three point field goal percentage. And Trevor, I know you've, you've been on this. And I would agree. I have never seen a statistical ana- anomaly like I have with DeMonte's three-point percentage as Iowa hits his first free throw, nine-point Illinois lead. Because I recall last year, he couldn't make a layup. And now he's making yeah, two-thirds of his threes. We had that, um, that stretch where I believe it was nine straight games where he didn't score a point. And this was in early December, keep in mind. So, I mean, it's not like these were the games that were you know, at Ohio State versus Michigan State, the games where he's not scoring are the games against Grand Canyon and North Carolina A&T and teams of that nature. Yeah. And to me, the frustration with that stretch, and, you know, we didn't talk about DeMonte much. There was no need to break down his zero-point effort. No. But um, <laughs> he, he wasn't aggressive or searching for shots ever. Like, now he takes threes. Of course, he's making them, so that helps. But I, I would wager that the games where he didn't score any, he barely gave himself a chance to score any. Like, he'd score zero points, and he was 0 for 2. And, and, and that frustrated me more so than the 0 for, was just that he didn't even appear interested in, in contributing on offense. So the, and now we've harped on it so much that it's become popular. So now I've got to pivot to something else, you know. Well, but I, but, I will say, though, we, we did have some conversations about DeMonte last year in like November, December. Actually, if I think about it, up through the Maryland game when he finally hit a couple threes and we all like DeMonte, legacy guy, tough kid, Northwestern finally scores. So it is an eight point game, 730 to go, 5850 Illinois. But the conversations we were having last year were essentially, what do you do? And 
we kept being told that he does the intangible things and he defends. And you know what? Of course he was. But when you aren't scoring, all of a sudden you're like, I don't want to hear that. Here's DeMonte for another three. Of course it's good. Why wouldn't it be? 61 to 50. DeMonte with a three. This is a 34 to 7 run over the last 15 minutes. I feel guys like hey, I. Oh, go ahead, Isaac. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, weren't we talking about switching out DeMonte with Alan Griffin in the starting lineup last season? Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. How things have changed. Well, listen, in Alan Griffin's defense, he's averaging 16 a game. I know he's kind of a kind of a messy player. I miss having him on the team, but I still think that would have been a legit choice as Io takes it to the rim. It's a layup. It's a 13-point Illinois lead, 63 this to 50. Guys, here's what I'm going to do when we're done with this. I do need to record like a 30-second preamble before the music starts and just say, just to let you know, 200-level listeners, you're about to listen to a five-minute diatribe that was immediately nullified by the best half performance of any Illinois basketball team in 15 years. Here's another three from Adam Miller. It is up. God, I really would have liked that, but Kofi gets the board. No, DeMonte snares it. Here's Trent. Trent wanted that. He didn't take it, though. He dribbles it baseline. He finds Adam Miller back to Trent. Corner three. Oh, God. Listen, I'm getting greedy, but why could either one of them hit that? Northwestern misses the layup. This was from... This was a 15-point deficit now flipped into practically a 15-point lead in less than 14 minutes of game time. I'm no accountant like the rest of my family. My sister, parents, they're all accountants. But I believe, Trevor, that is a 28-point swing. Yes. In one half. And not even in a full half. We're talking 15 minutes of game. You've outscored them by 28 points. That is insane. And that's what's scary about this team but then again going right back to your guys's frustrations totally valid that's what's frustrating about this team is that you know i use the term it doesn't feel like the death star is fully operational and it still seems like you get these amazing spurts where you're just like holy cow this is such sexy basketball like imagine this across 40 minutes and you still haven't seen it across 40 minutes yet northwestern misses both free throws and this is i mean this could be a 20 point win when all is said and done. Imagine the like five Northwestern basketball fans that there are. I'm just trying to imagine what they're possibly going through. Were you guys trying to get the, yeah, were you trying to get the shrieker on? A three-pointer is made by Adam Miller. It is a 16-point Illinois lead with 38 to 7 in the second half. 38 to 7 in the second half. Oh, God. This is embarrassing. Oh, yeah. There There had to be a charge. Thank you. Going back to Illinois. Charge on Northwestern. Hey, by the way, has Miller Cop scored? Not even kidding. He did at the beginning, I know. Okay. I hate that kid. Oh, awful. <laughs> hate his face. And what a name. He almost so <laughs> egotistical. Was that, and... was that last year that he almost pretty much single-handedly beat you? Or when Illinois barely won at home, I Yeah, he think, was great. Last year. He was great. That yeah. was actually, Trevor was dog-sitting. Because I was up, right. up in Chicago for the uh, for the night, and I was I think tr- Trevor, we were texting a little bit back and forth, and we both agreed by the end of that game, Illinois won, but it was tight. I mean, it was a one possession game for most of it, and that was a flea. Yeah, it was a fleas game. Totally, it was a fleas game, and I think nervous moments with Rosie on the couch. I bet, I bet, and um, you know, but at the end of that game, though, and this is how I compared it after the first half of this game, I actually thought back fondly to that Illinois-Northwestern game and thought, you know what? I know Northwestern always gives us their best shot, but even though we weren't great last year, we got it done. 
And now we're down 15 and a half. So listen, there, there are few performances that could have wiped away what we saw in the first half. This did it and some. I'm, they reversed that call? What was the initial call? A charge and now they're calling it a break? That's ridiculous. I hate officials. It's just, it's obnoxious. Grandison at first complimented for standing and falling over. Now chastised for standing and falling over. He was not at a full standstill, which is usually his forte. 66-51. Jacob Standison. Oh. <laughs> Second free throw up and good. 14-point Illinois lead with 5.21 to go. So here's your lineup. You got Grandison inbounding it to Io. And we also have got a shot of Brad Underwood there. Okay. Adam Miller's on the court as the camera pans over Kofi and Trent. Okay. 5.15 to go. 20 on the shot clock. Iowa with the ball. Looking for Kofi. Kofi with the ball. Little hook. It's up and good. Kofi has had an amazing second half. 68 to 52. And I I saw this from Jeremy, I think. Kofi had two rebounds in the first half. Two. And, you know, Jeremy said that Underwood, it was Jeremy or Derek that said that Underwood was not going to be pleased with that. And I got to wonder if Underwood really lit into, of course, the entire team, but but Kofi in particular. But, man, I tell you what, Isaac, when Kofi's good, it, it changes everything. And I, I'm starting to see a little bit more consistency and kind of like late February, March Kofi from last year, where it felt like this team could have made a run in last year's tournament. You wonder what the halftime speech was like from Underwood. If it was just the silent treatment, like you guys don't even deserve my words or just all hell breaking loose. But yeah, back to Kofi, he he really has matured. It's almost like he's grown a lot more into his body. And even last year, he was a solid rebounder and he would just walk himself into a double-double most times last year. But this year, his buckets, it it's really like he's developed his offensive skill set. I mean, that hook or that little jump shot he just made last year, he would have made that look like rocket science, but it just looks so easy now. And that's huge. If, if Kofi can grab rebounds and then you can just throw it into him like that, slow down the game, get some fouls. Oh my gosh. I was so smooth. I know. I when Kofi plays well, you are a lot better. All right. 16 point Illinois leads 70 to 54. IO. there was still like 20 seconds in the shot clock. So they're, they aren't worrying about the clock here. Iowa just took it up for a 16-point lead. Northwestern with the ball, 425 to go. There are, let's see, Northwestern's in the double bonus. Northwestern themselves have 5,000 against Illinois. So there's another miss for Northwestern. Illinois with the ball, slowing it down a little bit. 410 to go in the game. 16-point lead, overcoming a 15-point deficit at halftime. So here's the question, guys. Here's Trent. Oh, I thought he was going to take that three. He does not. Over to Grandison. Grandison over to Io. Io with the three. It is up. Of course, it's good. 73 to 54. Wow. Dear Lord. Let's go win a dance. They all did it together. That was kind of... 19-point lead. Why is Chris Collins calling a timeout? Why would you... Oh, my. All right, 349 to go. And I thought the Penn State turnaround, which was after four minutes of game time, I thought that that was whoa. I have never, I truly mean this. I have never seen something like this. And, and the closest thing that I thought of when you were down 15 and a half time, apples and oranges, but back in 2001, Illinois overcame a 21 point home deficit against Seton Hall, but it took an entire half and overtime. This took eight minutes 
Actually, it took less than that to tie it, I think. Okay. Wait, so what could the score have been at halftime for you to be in the lead right now? If you're up 19, the score, they could have had a 30... Yeah, um... 34-point lead? They could have had a 34-point lead at halftime. <laughs> and he would be winning. Can you imagine how many people had money on this game? And then, let's say, people on the East Coast, they like a nice early bedtime. They see, oh, look, at my last bet of the day, we had Northwestern plus six. Oh, they're up 15 at halftime. And then they wake up in the morning only to find that Northwestern lost by 23. That's what they, I mean, this doesn't happen very much. And... Again, you know, good news, bad news, but now all of a sudden that bad news is like in two-point font and the good news is 72-point impact font. Like the good news is that this team, when they're good, is ridiculous and that they can overcome a freaking 15-point deficit on the road at halftime. This is fun. I don't know what to say. I don't either. (laughs) I'm speechless. I got to, well, first off, we got two things we got to do. Well, one of them I got to do, and I'll do that after we sign off here in a bit. But uh, I know everyone's favorite part of a podcast is when we decide what we're going to name it. What do we name a podcast? Because I, I was initially thinking that if Illinois loses, even though Boo Booey hasn't done crap tonight, I still thought you called Boo and then in parentheses Booey, kind of like a Boo Werns joke or something. But no, you're going to win by a lot. So I'm trying to think what you would title this thing. Hmm. The greatest halftime speech of all time. I mean, <laughs> I, honestly, there's so many ways you can go with this. Who's been the start there's of something it? Something about a comeback, right? It has to be a comeback. I would almost argue that Jacob Grandison, at the risk of being laughed at, sparked this. <laughs> does he finally deserve? He does he? In. Yeah, he finally deserves a pun defense. title. Yeah, you're right. Got a block hit a three to pull you within one, and and then it was smooth sailing from there. Two boards, two assists, two steals, and three points. Listen, man, he does that each game. That's all you need from your eighth man. That's all you need. Meanwhile, Coleman Hawkins goes one of two from the line. What is going on right now? I don't know. What are they doing? Are you seeing this? I'm watching some shot of Andy Oh, there's Andy Katz and not Dave Revson, whoever that guy is. Yeah, that's not right. Rick Pizzo. Rick Pizzo. Okay, so here's Northwestern with the ball, 340 to go. Ryan Young trying to break down Kofi. He can't do it. Back up top. Here's a floater from Northwestern. No, not not even close. Okay, 73. Do you want my BTN thoughts real quick as we have a now suddenly a laugher of a game? Yeah, we can actually. Can you believe it? We can actually talk about random crap now, and it's not because Northwestern's up 19. It's because Illinois is up 19. Oh, thank God. I hate talking about actual sports. Oh, alley <laughs> to Kofi. Pretty much. 21-point Illinois lead with 3.11 to go. All right, so Trevor, what's your B- BTN thoughts? I don't know who their, uh, I, don't, I don't know what the job title is, executive or the, the director of their network is, but it almost seems like he has this type, and literally every single announcer and, co- and host and studio person is the exact same type. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, you know, it's kind of like when we say Wisconsin is a bunch of white players. I don't mean this in any type of a, <laughs> uh, incendiary way. But every single guy at BTN is a white guy between the age of 30 and 40 named Rick, Andy, or James. Like, I swear, could you tell apart the, the announcers? There's Kevin Kugler. No. Brandon Godden. 
Um, who, who are, I don't even know who the other guys are. There's some guy named Anthony. Well, there's Mike Hall. Mike Hall. Don't forget him. He actually stands out more because he was on that ESPN show back in the day. Right. And Dave, Dave Revson stands out a little bit. He's got a unique voice. But it just feels like if I were to turn on a game on BTN and you ask me who's calling this game, like, I don't know. It's either <laughs> Kevin or James or Rick or Anthony, and they all have the same voice. Yeah, you're. At, that's actually a good point because I think they had Gus Johnson for a little bit back in the day, and then I, I don't know. They haven't had him for a while. Iowa with the ball. He's trying to take it to the rim. It is up. It is no good. But Kofi uh, can't quite get the rebound, but Adam Miller does on the bounce. So 2-10 to go, Illinois with the ball, a 21-point lead. They have outscored Northwestern, let me do my math, by 36 and a half. By the way, Northwestern right now has scored 11 points in one half of <laughs> basketball. Io with the take to the rim. Ah, no good. I thought he was about to get the rebound. They were going to call a jump ball. I think it goes to Northwestern, but good to see Io bringing it late. Even though, he, I mean, and what I like about this too, guys, is that they don't need to be playing their butts off now, but I think there's... Okay, I'm totally doing a fanboy carp thing. I just went in on him right before the half started. What I was going to say is that here they are playing their asses off in in a period of the game where they don't need to. So something happened at halftime. I don't know what it is. Isaac, you were talking about like, if you're Underwood, do you just not the silent treatment? Or do you go in on some big dramatic speech? I actually think it might have been the former because he already went in on him with about three minutes to go in that first half. I think that, you know, you had to switch it up a little bit, but I, I would love to have been a fly on the wall when that happened. In my in my fantasy land, I'd like to think that Underwood said, okay, you guys don't even deserve uh, my words. And then a guy like DeMonte, the ultimate glue guy, stepped up and just gave the most emotional, passionate speech ever given in Evanston of all time. And... Somehow all the guys clicked with it, and Io decided to remember he was Io. Kofi remembered he was Kofi, and now here we are. That'd be amazing if Underwood walked in, like they're all seated. He walked in, and he just looked at him for a second, and he was just like, no. Then he just walked out, and they just sat there in silence for 14 minutes. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to think, like, DeMonte is this very stoic character and trying to think what he would say and i imagine it'd be like a word one solitary word that for whatever reason like he's the guy that sticks <laughs> adam miller with a three. Oh, oh man 78 56 can we just win out can we can we can we use this as the catapult to something special can we somehow figure out the science to playing like that for 40 minutes yeah <laughs> That ain't going to happen, but you know what? You you can play 70% of this, of what we just this saw this special. Okay. I This is special. I, I don't is. know what I just watched. I've never seen anything like this ever. 9% from the field this half. Okay. If cares about the flip side, this is disastrous for Northwestern. Oh, yeah, they're done. They're toast. I mean, they, they are not even going to have a respectable season. Like, you think about, you get ranked... And then you lose your next three games by a combined 90 points or whatever it may be when all not that much, but like, I don't know, close to 80. I think they lost to Iowa by 15 and then Michigan by 25. And this one, they're going to lose by 20 something. Yeah, it's disaster and for a team. Now Tyler Underwood comes in the game for there a completely different reason. Amazing how it's different this is. two halves. Holy cow. Okay, so a tale of two halves would be one title, but that, that's, that's not bad. Yeah, but that's been done before. I'm, I'm just trying to think. Yeah. 
what if we just call it woe? <laughs> W-H-O-A. That's it. Yeah. Because, I mean, we're kind of speechless, right? And yeah. Whoa. Plus, it'll stand out. Like, if anybody ever goes back through and they're like looking at titles, or if I'm going back through, I'm like, oh, yeah, whoa. That's the craziest second half comeback ever. Jermaine Hamlin is, honestly, is the one. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be one of the games I never forget. Like, yeah, yeah. Especially, I mean, how could you forget being down by 15 on the road to your kind of rival and then just completely dismantling them in the second half. And this is, this is, was a defining moment. I mean, we were about to really get down on this team. Oh, Corbello with the steal and the layup. Oh my God. 81 to 56 with 40 seconds to go. Uh, I love it. 53 to 13. 53 to 13 and a half. Holy crap. <laughs> We're just going to call it whoa. Let's go with it. Whoa. I have, and you know what, guys? Listen, I mean, I got 10 years or whatever it may be on you, but I do recall there was one half against Northwestern back in, I think it was the Lon Kruger era, and Illinois was was leading after one half by like 30 to 10. And I remember thinking, wow, that's crazy. And that was a bad Northwestern team. This Northwestern team, when all is said and done, is not very good. We know that. But this is still... In, I, if, you're, if you're a random Big Ten fan, you would look at this and say, holy crap, whoa. And that's an air ball for Northwestern, and that's icing on the cake as Illinois will dribble it out. And ladies and gentlemen, Illinois has overcome a 15-point halftime deficit to win by 25 points at Welsh Ryan Arena, 81-56, to 56. Let's go, as Isaac Ambrose often says. Let's roll. <laughs> Literally, the only thing in my life, because I'm younger than you, Carp, that I can compare that to is watching like a, a Golden State Warriors game where they're down because they just don't care, like 56 to 30 at halftime, and then Steph and Clay just come out and suddenly it's a 10-point lead before you've even blinked. I don't want to exercise hyperbole here. But I will say it, and this is how I'm going to bookend a podcast, which begins with a rant. And I'm going to leave the rant in there, okay? That is the best half of basketball I've seen since 05. It just is. I don't, that doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of it, apart from the fact that this team we know, we already knew, has a high ceiling. So it's like, oh my God, and we understand they are not going to do that every game. They aren't going to do that every half, but just do something, you know, 70% of what we just saw is going to put you in conversation for a Big Ten title and a deep tournament run. And Isaac, at the end of the day, that's all we want to be talking about, right? Chance at a Big Ten title, deep tournament run. Oh yeah, I had a buddy text me and say, would you rather have a, a rough regular season and win the Big Ten or play super well in the regular season and then stumble down the stretch or do terrible in the Big Ten tournament. And I said, win the Big Ten. Like, I think, Carb, you said all year, hanging something in the rafters and having this team have something to be re more remembered by than just their names, something you can look up to every time you go in State Farm Center, that's, that's really what it's all about. And something that an Illinois team hasn't done in a while. So these are the type of moments that you look back on on a season, on a special season, and just think, wow. 
Well, boys, well, there you go. John Gassaway of ESPN uh, just tweeted that in the second half, Illinois scored 1.56 points per possession. The record for the best conference game of offense ever is 1.64, and that was over 40 minutes. So essentially what he's saying is Illinois was like .008 away from the highest scoring game ever, and they only did it in one half. Wow. Per possession. Or or whoa. Whoa is the title will be for this podcast. Guys, that was fun. Let's Northwestern do this. Northwestern made two shots in the second half. <laughs> two. Two. Didn't Kofi outscored him in the second half, or at least tied, I think. Almost everybody outscored him. <laughs> Kofi with 18 and 12. Iowa with 15, five rebounds, six assists. He did have four turnovers, but you know what? When he went by 25, I'm not going to complain about that. Trent Frazier with 14. There we go. Hey. All right. Hey, by the way, Trent Frazier, five for five for the line. And actually, Illinois shot well from the line tonight, 16 of 21. Adam Miller. That was different tonight, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Here's this. Adam Miller, 14 <laughs> points. Isaac, you said, hey, they keep shooting. He did. Four for 11 from three. You'll take it. You'll take it. Uh, DeMonte, six points, two for four from three. So his, believe it or not, his three-point percentage went down. He only shot 50% from three today. Andre Crabello, my start Crabello campaign, took a temporary hiccup, but he did have six points and seven assists. Jacob Grandison, that is Trevor's MVP. Three points, two rebounds, two assists, two steals. Pretty pretty good. Uh, Georgie was off tonight, but I, I think he still got some decent tick in the second half during that run. And even... Uh, Jermaine Hamlin is on the board, ladies and gentlemen, with one point from the line, and so is Coleman Hawkins. So that is how tonight ended. Guys, we got a game against Maryland on Sunday night. I hope for a full 40 minutes. I think we'll finally get it after what we saw tonight. And I kind of like the short turnaround time, so there's a little bit of momentum going into it. Before you go on the road next Wednesday, uh, Nebraska, which should be not anywhere near as tense as what we saw the first half tonight. I'm feeling good, boys. How are you feeling? Don't forget, we've got uh, Bears Saints kicking off at four o'clock, and then Maryland right, Illinois yeah. at seven. Right, it's busy so Sunday. We might have a second half Illinois slash Bears post game. That's fine. Hey, you know what? At this point, if the if you tell me that the Bears go out and get Deshaun Watson, regardless, which they could, that's the rumor, uh, then I don't care what happens on Sunday. You know, go out there and beat the Saints. Keep naggy, keep pace. Just tell me you can get Deshaun Watson, and I'm I'm back on board. Uh, Isaac, we'll see you Sunday as well. And uh, you, you aren't a Bears fan, right? You don't have a dog in that fight. No, I keep up with the Bears just going to school in Chicago and buddies that, you know, are big-time Bears fans. But if they got Watson, I would definitely pay attention a lot more, that's for sure. I hope that the Illinois game on Sunday is kind of um, boring. We don't have to think about it too much. We yes. just win by 20, and we focus on football bland so we can have do a more in-depth look at big 10 studio host and how um (laughs) how they're all the same guy essentially which i trevor i never thought of that but now i'm gonna think exactly of that all right guys there you go have a good rest of your night that won't be hard to do after illinois beats northwestern 81 to 56 we'll see you guys adios see ya Trevor Belize, Isaac Ambrose, in what is going to be a memorable 200 level. I'm going to actually end this. Uh, sponsors in a second. I need to record a quick preamble to let people know how ridiculous the first five minutes will sound. I am so happy to eat crow. So 
happy. Even It's not even eating crow so much as it is genuine frustration that I think we all felt. And I'm going to let that stick there. I don't want to delete it. I want that to live there and hopefully be a moment that at the end of the season, I said this after the Penn State game, so I need to be careful not to do this too much. But hopefully at the end of the season, we look back on that opening five-minute salvo from this podcast as the last time that we were genuinely pissed off about this Illinois team. I hope. I know there's going to be hiccups along the way. That first half was terrible. That second half was one of the best I've ever seen. 53 to 13 and a half. Incredible. The 200 level is brought to you by DP Doe. Online at dpdoe.com. Use coupon code 200 level for $5 calzones. Or, and you can also, by the way, sorry, no, coupon code Mike. I'm getting my coupon codes mixed up. Coupon code Mike for $5 calzones from DP Doe. $6 premium in construction. And they deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana. DP Doe, my apologies on that. I'm going to use that coupon code later for 4th and Kirby. Coupon code 200 level for 10% off your order at fourthandkirby.com. And hey, after that one, why wouldn't you want some Alani swag? And they got plenty of great vintage inspired Alani apparel at fourthandkirby.com. And finally, State Farm agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com. Life, auto, home, business, renters, you name it. We work with Brian when we got the new house. Super easy, great personalized service. Go to brianismyguy.com. For Alani Inquirer and the Champagne Showers Podcast Network, I got to be honest, I'm a little bit jittery in the best way possible. Not going to sleep all that easy tonight because Illinois, I know it's not the biggest win ever, but it is one of the most memorable, at least in the last, what, decade of Illinois basketball. We're going to take it. We're going to sleep well on it. And we'll see you Sunday night for a second half pod for Illinois in Maryland. In the meantime, take care, stay safe, stay healthy. It is the 200 level.